Chapter 21 of The Explanation of the Apocalypse by the Venerable Bede. Translated by Edward Marshall. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. On Chapter 21. Verse 1. New. This is the order in which that will take place which he has already spoken of by anticipation, that he saw one sitting on the throne from whose face the heaven and the earth fled away, namely when the ungodly were judged. Then the fashion of this world will pass away by the conflagration of the supernal fires, that when the heaven and the earth are changed for the better, the incorruption and immortality of holy bodies may have a condition of existence corresponding with the twofold change. C. As to what he here says, whether it is dried up in that extreme heat, or whether it also is changed for the better, I could not easily say. For we read of a new heaven and a new earth as future, but not also of a new sea. But as it is not unusual in prophetical language to intermix metaphysical with proper terms, it may perhaps be that he has represented the turbulent life of this age, which will then come to an end, under the name of the sea. Verse 2. New Jerusalem. This city is said to come down from heaven, for that God made it by heavenly grace. Adorned. For there is another Jerusalem which is not adorned for her husband, but for an adulterer. Verse 3. People. God himself will be to the elect the reward of eternal blessedness, which, as possessed by him, they will possess forever. Verse 4. Tears. So great and so exalted will the glory of that city appear from the gift of God, as that there remain in it no vestiges of old age, since both a heavenly incorruption will refine their bodies, and the sight of the eternal king will feed their mind. Death. For he had said that death was cast into the lake of fire. For the same sentence may also be understood thus, that when the holy city is glorified at the last judgment, pain, grief, and mortality only remain in hell. Verse 6. Right. These things it behoves to be believed, not explained, especially because he says that it is done of the past, so as not to suffer any one to doubt of the future. Omega, as he testified at the beginning of the book that he was this, so it had need to be repeated the third time that neither before him, as Isaiah says, nor after him should there be believed to be another. And because the discourse is of the end of the world, the finisher of the age himself, who is called the creator, may be understood. A thirst. He now sprinkles believers in the way from the fountain, which, in their own country, he grants to those who overcome to be abundantly drawn forth. And both are a free gift. For the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And of his fullness we have all received. And grace for grace. Verse 8 fearful. To introduce a caution, he always mingles with the bland, the austere. So also the hundred and forty-fourth psalm, when making known abundantly the grace of the Lord's mercies, suddenly brings in his severe judgment, saying, The Lord preserveth all them that love him, and all sinners will he destroy. And he joins the fearful with the unbelieving, because he fears to incur the danger of the conquest, who doubts of the reward of the conqueror liars. 
he shows that there are many kinds of lying but that the most dangerous and most detestable is that in which there is sin against religion concerning which he says above they say that they are jews and are not but they lie for they are the synagogue of satan verse nine seven the same preachers who inflict the sevenfold that is the universal plague upon the ungodly reveal also to the church the joys that are to come bride he calls the church the bride and wife in that it remains immaculate and always brings forth spiritual sons to god or this is because she is now betrothed to god and is then to be brought to an immortal marriage verse ten mountain after the fall of babylon the holy city which is the bride of the lamb is seen placed on a mountain for the stone cut out from the mountain without hands broke in pieces the image of worldly glory and became a great mountain and filled the whole world verse eleven glory for she will then appear more beautiful when through the spirit by whom her husband is believed to have been conceived and born she has attained to bear fully the heavenly image precious the precious stone is christ who says the glory which thou gavest me i have given them jasper it is compared with jasper from the whiteness of virtues to crystal from the inner purity of the mind and faith unfeigned verse twelve wall that is the impregnable firmness of faith hope and love the lord also himself who protects the church on every side may be understood to be the wall of whom also isaiah says there shall be placed in her a wall and a bulwark that is the protection of the lord and the intercession of the saints who make a way for him by teaching to the heart of believers gates these gates are the apostles who primarily either by writing or by work laid open to all nations an entrance into the church angels these are doctors who follow the footsteps of the apostles in the mystery of the faith and word names he signifies the memory of the ancient fathers implanted in the hearts of preachers and so also the high priest when about to enter the tabernacle was commanded to bear the memorial of the fathers upon the breastplate of judgment verse thirteen east by this so elaborate description of the gates he wished i suppose to indicate the mystery of the number twelve by which accordingly either the sum of the apostles or the perfection of the church may be represented for that the faith of the holy trinity was to be made known by it to the four-square world verse fourteen foundations that which the gates are the same are the foundations that which the city is the same are the walls but the patriarchs may also be signified by the term foundations in that they contained within themselves the names that is the figure of the apostles for by them as foundations although by the apostles as by gates this city has been opened to the nations which shall believe and it is to be noted that the foundations when they are spoken of in the plural signify the doctors or virtues of the church but when in the singular the lord himself who is the foundation of foundations verse fifteen measure christ who is the wisdom of god reaching from one end to another mightily and ordering all things sweetly measures the holy city for ordering all things in number and measure and weight he distributes to each one of the faithful the gifts of spiritual graces the doctors of the church may also be understood in that with frail bodies but heavenly minds they carefully examine the deserts of every one verse sixteen four square 
the city is therefore said to be set in a square and to be placed of an equal dimension on every side in that it is not suffered to be marked by any inequality for to be perfect as the apostle says that is to be wise to have peace is truly to subsist in the solidity of a square furlongs that is he beheld the church or gave her to be perfect in faith and deeds for the perfection of the four principal virtues exalted by the faith of the holy trinity composes as by the number ten the dignity of the church equal this is the solidity of invincible truth by which the church is not suffered to be carried about by every wind of doctrine as resting upon the length of faith the breadth of love the height of hope and if it has but one the less of these there will not be the perfect stability of the church verse seventeen and hundred and forty four this sum contains the square of the number twelve for twelve times twelve are an hundred and forty four and itself also signifies the perfection of the holy city a man the church exists as chosen from among men and as exalted by the promises of christ it hopes for an equality with angels but literally he signifies that the angel appeared to him in the form of a man verse eighteen building this is the same with the exhortation of the apostle peter and be ye as spiritual stones built upon spiritual houses glass the church is represented by gold since it is often described as adorned with golden candlesticks and bowls because of the attire of wisdom but he refers the glass to a belief of the truth for the same that appears without is also within and there is nothing simulated and which is not perspicuous in the saints of the church it may also be referred to the time when the thoughts of all towards each other are perspicuous and declared verse nineteen precious stones by the names of the several stones is shown either the form or the order or the variety of the virtues of which the whole heavenly jerusalem is built up for it is a difficult thing for each one singly to flourish in all virtues finally isaiah in describing the adornment of the same city when he said behold i will lay thy stones in order and lay thy foundations in sapphires and the rest immediately subjoined as if in explanation all thy children taught of the lord jasper there are many kinds of jaspers for one appears of a green colour and marked as it were with flowers another resembles an emerald but is of an opaque colour and it is supposed that all phantasms are put to flight by it another is glistening as of a mixed colour with snow and the foam of sea waves by the jasper therefore is shown the unfading verdure of faith which is imbued with the sacrament of the lord's passion by the water of baptism and is prepared by increasing deserts for all the flowers of spiritual graces and he who has this puts to flight vain fears as the blessed peter admonishes your adversary the devil goeth about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour whom resist steadfast in the faith and he is able to say with the spouse my beloved is white and ruddy therefore with good reason in isaiah also the bulwarks of the same city are alike fortified and adorned by this stone and structure of the wall sapphire moses set forth alike the colour and the sacrament of this stone when in describing the appearance of god he said under his feet as it were a work of a sapphire stone and as the heaven when it is clear ezekiel also says that the place in which the throne of god is has the likeness of a sapphire and that the glory of the lord consists of this colour 
which bears the image of the super celestial so that he who is such is able to say with the apostle but our conversation is in heaven and when struck by the rays of the sun emits a radiant brightness from himself because the mind of the saints which is always intent on heavenly things in that it is daily renewed by the rays of divine light with more compunction in some sort and more fervency diligently seeks for the things eternal and commends them to others for their seeking for that it is said to be found in the red sea signifies that by the passion of the lord and the lava of holy baptism the minds of mortal men are raised on high to anticipate the things of heaven chalcedony the chalcedony shines with a pale light as of the flame of a lamp and has its brilliancy in the open air and not in the house and by it are described those who rest upon a heavenly desire and yet escape the notice of men and who practise as in a secret place their fasting and alms and prayers but when they are bidden to go forth for teaching or other necessities of the saints show presently how much brilliancy they have borne within for that which is said to resist cutting but to attract bits of chaff if it is struck by the rays of the sun or is heated by the rubbing of the fingers deservedly corresponds with those who do not allow their fortitude to be overcome by another but rather themselves make the weak attain to the privileges of their own light and ardour and of one of them it is said he was a burning and a shining lamp burning that is in love shining in discourse for they always rekindle the light of their virtues with the oil of internal charity that it may not fail and that it is produced among the nasamanes who form a province of ethiopia indicates that these are the ardent fervour of love yet with obscure fame as with a black skin are accounted vile emerald the emerald is of so exceedingly deep a green as to surpass all the green herbs leaves and gems and it colours green the air reflected round and it deservedly increases in greenness although naturally imbued with it and there are very many kinds of this stone but the most famous are the scythian the bactrian hold the second place the egyptian the third accordingly it represents souls always flourishing in faith which the more they are tried by the opposition of the world which is denoted by the cold of scythia strive the more to conceive in their mind by hope the unfading and eternal inheritance which is reserved in heaven and extend it to their neighbours by preaching and these also by the cup of the lord's passion and the unction of internal charity which is given through the holy spirit advance towards the contempt of the world with these also the land which is the country of the same stone corresponds in a beautiful manner a land which is rich but uninhabitable for although it is plentiful in gold and gems the whole of it is occupied with griffins very fierce birds or rather flying beasts since they are four-footed and in body indeed are like lions but in head and wings like eagles the aramaspians who are said to be remarkable for a single eye in the middle of the forehead fight with them that they may obtain these stones which these creatures seize with wonderful avidity and the aramaspians guard it was to this land abounding in treasures of virtue that the psalmist had gone when he said behold i fled afar off and remained in the wilderness that is by fleeing far off i withdrew my soul from the allurements of the world here he had met with the wild beasts which were opposed to him when he said under inspiration let the deceitful lips he made dumb which speak iniquity against the righteous in pride and contempt 
he also shows that he found desirable riches in that with gladsome admonition he proceeded to add this how great is the abundance of thy sweetness o lord which thou hast laid up in secret for them that fear thee and the rest to the end of the psalm again birds of this kind which desire greedily to snatch away from us the seed of the divine word all the saints watch with a single intention through heavenly desire as if to be admired for one eye that they may be able to search out and dig up the gem of faith and of all other virtues for indeed the higher any virtue is the fewer admirers has it and the heavier persecution does it endure from unclean spirits who like horrible griffins are of the earth in the baseness of their deserts but of the air in the loftiness of their proud mind and who strive with unwearied labour not to possess spiritual riches for their own use but to take them away from men and because such sublimity of faith has become known to the world through the gospel in that there are four books of the gospel the emerald is fitly put in the fourth place verse twenty sardonics this derives its whiteness from the onyx and redness from the sard and it has received from the two the name sardonyx but there are very many kinds of it for one preserves a likeness to red earth another appears to be of two colours as the blood shines through the human nail another consists of three colours the lowest black the middle white the highest vermilion and with this are compared men reddened through suffering of the body white through purity of spirit but lowly in their own eyes through humility of mind protesting with the apostle though our outward man perish yet our inward man is renewed day by day and again i know nothing against myself yet am i not hereby justified and so also the psalmist says although man walk in the image of god that is from the power of the mind yet he will be disquieted in vain that is from the weakness of the flesh this suffering also is through the weakness of the body for they who kill the body are not able to kill the soul and humility descends from the frailness of the same body when it is said o wretched man that i am who shall deliver me from the body of this death the sardonyx is rightly placed in the fifth foundation for it is certain that our body depends on five senses a sard the sard which is entirely of a blood-red colour signifies the glory of martyrs of which it is said precious in the sight of the lord is the death of his saints and is with reason put in the sixth place seeing that our lord was incarnate in the sixth period of the age and was crucified on the sixth day of the week for the salvation of the whole world a chrysolite the chrysolite shines as if it were gold with burning sparks and by the appearance of this stone are represented those who shine through their knowledge of the heavenly wisdom and who impart to their neighbours the words of exhortation or even the signs of power as sparks of fire and of these as areta says their minds with love instinct their ardent zeal in words break forth and because this is accomplished through the gift of spiritual grace alone the chrysolite is most becomingly in the seventh foundation for the grace of the holy spirit is wont very commonly to be represented by the number seven as it is said of him above and from the seven spirits which are before the throne and it is consonant also with this sense that a certain kind of the same stone is found of an azure green colour whence also among the hebrews from this resemblance to the colour of the sea it is called tharsis 
for greenness appertains to the integrity of faith which is called the beginning of wisdom but water in a figurative sense to the holy spirit the lord bearing witness who says he that believeth on me as the scripture saith out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water but this spake he of the spirit which they that believed on him should receive beryl the beryl is as if thou shouldst imagine water to be struck by the rays of the sun and to give out a ruddy and beautiful colour but it does not shine unless it is shaped by polishing to a hexangular form for the reflected brightness of the angles is intensified but it signifies men who are naturally sagacious in intellect but who shine the more by the light of heavenly grace for that water designates the depth of understanding solomon is witness who says the words of a man's mouth are as deep water but neither human nor indeed divine wisdom is of perfect brilliancy unless the consummation of works is superadded for perfection of action is often designated by the number six especially as in this number the work of the world was consummated and in that it is said to burn the hand of one who holds it this is beyond doubt apparent that whosoever is united to a holy man is indeed refreshed by the fire of his good conversation topaz as the opportunity is rare for the discovery of this stone so also is the quantity of the commodity scanty it is said to have two colours one of the purest gold the other shining with ethereal brightness there is a rosy plumpness and modest purity it is close to the chrysoprase in size or colour as it is in the especial manner a lamp when it is struck by the rays of the sun and surpasses the most precious brilliancy of all gems and attracts in a most singular way the most eager desire of the eyes and if thou wilt polish it thou makest it dark if thou wilt leave it as in its own proper nature it is radiant this stone is said to be an object of admiration to kings themselves so that they recognize no possession like it among their riches and the most beautiful quality of its nature is with the best reason compared with the grace of the contemplative life for holy kings whose heart is in the hand of god deservedly prefer this to all the riches of good works and the gems of virtues and they direct towards it most of all the glance of their pure thought and their sight and they embrace in their mind the more ardently the sweetness of the spiritual life as they more frequently receive in themselves the reflected splendour of supernal grace holy men therefore have a golden colour from the flame of internal charity and they have also an ethereal one from the contemplation of supernal sweetness and this often deteriorates from the will of the present age as from the rubbing of a file for in one and the same moment the mind cannot easily be tormented by earthly labours sorrows cares and pains and behold with delight in the condition of a tranquil mind the joys of the heavenly life yea rather it proclaims this by its groans mine eye it says is confused because of anger i have grown old among all mine enemies but that it is said to be found in an island of thebes which is named topazion from whence it has also received its name is to be understood in two ways namely that those regions that is of the egyptians abound most of all in companies of monks and that whosoever dwells near the sun of righteousness is indeed coloured by the brightness of ethereal light and the gem of contemplative sweetness is beautifully put the ninth in order as the perfection of active life is the eighth 
or because nine orders of angels whose life it imitates are found in holy scripture or because it is removed from the denarius of perfect blessedness by the one step of death it was for this that the prophet panted with the greatest desire when he said therefore i have loved thy commandments above gold and the topaz that is i was delighted with the most sweet love of thy commandments above all the glory of approved action and above all the sublimity of contemplative joy which can come to pass in this age and the first and greatest of these is thou shalt love the lord thy god with all thy heart all thy soul all thy strength but it is most certain that this can only be brought to perfection in the height of the heavenly kingdom. Chrysoprase The chrysoprase has a mixture of green and gold, deriving from it a certain purple gleam with specks of gold interspersed. It is found in India, and it signifies that they who well deserve the verdure of the eternal country by the brightness of perfect love make it manifest also to others by the purple light of their own martyrdom for since they follow the example of the lord manifest in the flesh in that they despise the present life and prefer eternal glory they show even now as if in india that is near the rising of the sun the brightness of their own deserts and because they desire to shine as the sun in the kingdom of the father and there to reign with their king with whom they now suffer and wait for this they are rightly put in the tenth place for by the denarius with which the dresses of the Lord's vineyard are rewarded, is represented the image of the eternal king, which is to be received when, as it could not be in the ninth degree, through the perfect love of God and of our neighbour, the Decalogue will in all points be fulfilled. Jacinth. The jacinth is found in Ethiopia and has an azure colour. The best is that which is neither transparent nor dull from its opacity, but has a clearness from the two qualities and resembles the sweetly purified flower. It is not always equally glistering, but changes with the face of the sky, for when this is serene, it is clear and pleasing, but when it is cloudy, it pales and becomes dull before the eyes, and it indicates souls which are always given up to heavenly contemplation, and which, in a certain way, and so far as is permitted to mortals, approach the angelic life. These are enjoined to preserve the heart with all keeping of observation, lest on the one hand, with too much subtlety of thought, they dare to inquire into things higher and better than themselves, for it is the glory of the Lord to conceal a word. And this is to philosophize with caution concerning God and the man Christ, or lest on the other hand, through the torpor of sloth, they fall back on the weak beginnings of faith and the first principles of the words of God. Yea, rather, let them walk in the pathway of the king and go on, protected by the armour of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, and by a fit observance of the time let them change their face with the sky, and say to the beholders, For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for you. As a jacinth surrounded by a cloud, he speaks thus, Ye are not straitened in us, but in your own bowels, and again, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And as one seen in a serene light, he says, But we speak wisdom among those who are perfect. Amethyst. The amethyst is purple, mixed with a violet colour, and as it were the bloom of the rose, and it emits gently certain small flames. But there appears also to be something in its purple, which is not altogether fiery, but like red wine. So then the beautiful tint of the purple designates the condition of the heavenly kingdom, but that of the rose and violet, 
the lowly modesty and precious death of the saints namely in that their mind indeed is chiefly raised on high even when they are seen outwardly to endure what is vile for in adversity they are ever mindful of the promise of the lord fear not little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom and they not only extend the flame of love to one another but also to their persecutors themselves and on their knees they implore lord lay not this sin to their charge moreover while they drink the cup of passion they are inebriated instead with the remembrance of the wine which makes glad the heart of man of which the lord promised that he would drink it new with them in his father's kingdom in the jasper therefore is represented the verdure of faith in the sapphire the light of heavenly hope in the chalcedony the flame of internal charity again in the emerald is expressed the bold confession of the same faith in the midst of opposition in the sardonyx the humility of the saints amid their virtues in the sard the revered blood of martyrs so in the chrysolite is shown spiritual preaching in the midst of miracles in the beryl the perfect work of preachers in the topaz their fervent contemplation moreover in the chrysoprase are designated at once the work and the reward of the blessed martyrs in the jacinth the heavenly exaltation of doctors to things on high and their humble descent for the sake of the weak to human things in the amethyst the continual memory of the heavenly kingdom in the mind of the humble and each of the precious stones is assigned to a separate foundation for although all the perfect by whom the city of our god is in his holy mountain is adorned and established are refulgent in the light of spiritual grace yet to one is given by the spirit the word of wisdom to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit to another faith in the same spirit to another the gifts of healing in the same spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another diverse kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues and god the builder and maker of this city who is the foundation of foundations and who vouchsafed also to be made a high priest for us that he might both cleanse and dedicate the walls of the same city by the offering of his blood possesses all things as his own whatsoever the father hath therefore also the same stones inscribed too with the names of the twelve patriarchs were commanded to be placed upon the breast of the high priest that in a most beautiful mystery it might be shown that all the spiritual gifts which each of the saints individually and partially received were equally and perfectly complete in the mediator between god and man the man jesus christ this exposition of the precious stones i seem perhaps to have made more fully than the method of interpretation by clauses expressed for it was necessary to explain carefully their qualities and their country then to inquire into their sacramental meaning and further to treat of their order and number but as regards the profoundness of the subject itself i seem to myself to have said very few things and those briefly and summarily and i suppliantly beseech the reader if he shall perceive that i have trod in the right path to give thanks to god and if he shall discover that it has happened otherwise than as i desired then to pray for pardon unto my error from the lord but these things so far let us see also those which remain verse twenty one pearls all the glory of the head is imputed to the body and as the true light which lighteth every man gave to the saints to be the light of the world so also although he himself is the matchless pearl which the wise merchant sells all that he has to buy he nevertheless compares his own with the brightness of pearls gold he forms the streets of the same metals with which he had already said that the city was adorned 
for there are many even of a commoner and lower life who are surrounded with the highest virtues in the church and who shine with a purity of mind and an effulgence of work verse twenty two no temple although he says i have spoken of the city as built up of stones i have shown that the rest of the saints is not in a material building for god himself is their only home and light and rest verse twenty three no need that is because the church is not guided by the light nor the elements of the world but is conducted by christ the eternal son through the darkness of the world lighten this is we shall enjoy in that country the very light itself by which we are now guided while we walk in the way and being made blessed we shall then perceive only that which is good through the same by which we are now taught to discern between good and evil verse twenty four walk he signifies that the same lamb himself is now to travellers the way who will then be to citizens the life kings he here means spiritual kings who bestow all the riches of their virtues upon the praises of the church verse twenty five night he relates that there will be the perpetual light of the lamb yea rather that he himself will be for an everlasting light in that city when the time of night is taken away but that the gates will not be shut as a proof of the fullest security for there it is no longer said watch and pray lest he enter into temptation but rather be still then and know that i am god verse twenty six bring it is for this reason that it is to be gathered together from all nations verse twenty seven enter he describes the church of that time when the bad having already been separated from the midst of it the good alone will reign with christ but even now too every one who is unclean and false is not in the church nor sees the light of the city of god who hateth him because the darkness has blinded his eyes End of chapter twenty one